It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is the Go Birds Podcast. I am Elliot Short Parks. Welcome to the latest edition of ESP's Draft Guide. Thank you to everybody that listened to my first episode yesterday on the Edge Rushers. I know I messed up Tyrese Wilson's name. If you've listened to me long enough, you know I mess up names. It's what I do. I apologize, and I apologize to him. But Tyree Jackson, who I called him multiple times, he's had great training camp stats, and you know I love those. So after doing the Edge Rushers yesterday... Today, I want to dive into the interior defensive linemen. Um, you listen to me and James talk all offseason. You know it's a major need for them. And I think that they need something specifically from that player. I know you can't draft based off the rest of your roster. That's not always a, a great way to go about it. But after taking Jordan Davis last year, man, they need, an edge they need a pass rusher from the interior. Fletcher Cox comes back as easily their best interior pass rusher with the seven, seven and a half sacks that he had last year. Milton Williams has shown potential. We'll see if he can do it with more snaps. Jordan Davis, I mean, it's almost just a who knows at this point. Great athlete, good work ethic, great guy, has never shown he can rush the passer. Ever. So ultimately, could he do it? Sure. I think they have good coaches there. I think that they have a good program there in terms of teaching, but he just hasn't shown he can do it. So it's important that when you talk about interior defensive linemen, I think they should take, we're not talking about another run-stopping nose tackle. They can't do it. They cannot go with another like nose tackle type guy. So the people I'm going to talk about today, the players I'm interested in, they are pass rushers. They are guys that can get after the quarterback and look, there's just not many in this year's draft. I came up with five that I would say are quality prospects from a pass rushing perspective on the interior of the defensive line. I'm sure there are some out there that you guys will disagree with and I forgot. And if I do, let me know. I'm very interested in learning about more players that you think could be interior pass rushers. But for now, let's talk about the best pass rushers that I think the Eagles would have interest in from the interior. Uh, of course, any conversation about the tier in the interior of the defensive line has to start with Jalen Carter. And I know me and James have been talking about him a lot. I know on WIP, I've been talking about him a lot. But let me get into a little more detail as to why I think and why everybody thinks he is so good. So the first thing I'll say is 
I've been covering the draft from the Eagles' perspective for about 10 years now. And I've been following it before that, right, from, from my blogging days. And there are certain websites and certain draft guides that I really like to read. I, I very much like Pro Football Focus. You know that from listening. Um, I also like Sports Info Solutions. I've been buying their books for years. I think they do a good job. And their scouting reports always, I find, when I go through it and I find guys I like, like, they normally hit. So I think these places know what they're talking about. When it comes to Jalen Carter, I kid you not, both of them were like, there is no negative. They said, we could nitpick. We could try to find something. There's, you know, well, the characteristics we'll talk about in a second. But ultimately, as a player, he is one of the best defensive tackle prospects the draft has maybe ever seen and certainly has seen in recent years. So why is that? One of the reasons is he's 6'3", 314 pounds. The dude is an absolute monster in the middle of the defense. Now, sometimes when you're that big, there's a, a worry like, all right, is he going to be fast? Is he going to have quick feet? How are his hands going to be? Or is he somebody that just bull rushed up the middle? And what's impressive about Jalen Carter is he won both ways. He's strong in the middle, and he pushes O-linemen out of the way routinely. Like in college, there were certain snaps where you look, and it just looks completely unfair. But he's not just winning that way. One thing that you see with defensive linemen coming into the NFL a lot is they have to learn how to use their hands. That's why guys like, I'll use Jordan Davis for example, learning the pass rush, it's not just like push the guy and go back. Offensive linemen's whole goal sometimes is just to control your hands, get them off of you, get you down. So winning with your hands is extremely important at the line of scrimmage for a defensive tackle. And really an edge too, but especially a defensive tackle. Jalen Carter, and I'm not going to pretend to be an X's and O's guy. I'm just not. But I do know it's important, and I do know every scouting report said the man has great technique when it comes to his hands. Like, he wins at the line with his hands as well, and that's very hard for defensive linemen to learn. So coming into the NFL, he already has a pro-ready skill from that perspective. Add that to the strength, but he has great speed off the line. If you listen to the Edge Rusher podcast, you know how important speed is off the line of scrimmage, but especially to the Eagles, right? And so when you combine his speed with his hands and his great footwork, another thing young defensive linemen struggle with is they waste footsteps, right? Like NFL is fast. They get the ball out two and a half seconds, four seconds if you really wait. You cannot be wasting footsteps. It's incredibly important to value every step you take. And Jalen Carter has great footwork. So technically, he comes into the NFL extremely developed to go with an NFL-sized body. And that's what makes him such a special prospect. Again, him and Jordan Davis... Jordan Davis is arguably a better athlete. I mean, we saw his combine numbers, but just from a technical standpoint on how much they have to learn, Jordan Davis has a much larger learning gap than Jalen Carter does. And that's why I think Jalen Carter is going to go as high as he is. I mean, the sack numbers, when you look at it, are not great, but he was the best pass rushing defensive tackle in college football in 2021. And then last year, he posted a 20% pass rush win rate, which was the best among all the defensive tackles in the best college football leagues, according to Pro Football Focus. So he gets to the quarterback. He disrupts the pocket from the middle. And really, while sacks are always important, sacks in some ways are more important for edge rushers. From a defensive tackle perspective, if you can just get to him in the middle of the pocket and like at the snap, a quarterback feels you in his face. That is such a win in the NFL. You know, I'm an offensive guy, but ultimately 
at the end of the day, you also have to win by disrupting the other offense. And this is where we can get into Gannon, but we won't. So like Carter from the middle can just flat out collapse the pocket in a second. And that is such a valuable, such a expensive skill in the NFL. So that's what makes Carter special. It's not just his size. It's not just that he played at Georgia. He's great against a run, all those things. What makes him special is his ability to instantly collapse the pocket. And you just don't really see many defensive tackles with that ability to, ability at his size, but especially in this year's draft. So for all the Jalen Carter talk that we've done, you know, he is a player that is worth trading up for if you can get him. Absolutely. Off the field stuff. You know, from all my years of covering the NFL, both free agency, trades, all these things, I think it's important to realize that, like, we don't know these guys, right? We can read what happened in Georgia, and it was extremely upsetting what happened with the, the you know, the car race that killed two people. Extremely tragic. Um, I do think Hugh Douglas made a really good point of 94 WIP today talking about it, and both Hugh and I are certainly not pushing aside what he did. The Eagles have to do their homework on it. And they have to, they, like, they have to figure it out, right? But Hugh said something that I thought really stuck with me. So I'm 35, and Hugh brought up the point that how many times, and you know, I'll speak to you, the listener, in your life, have you made a bad decision and it, it, you weren't punished for it, right? Like maybe you drive a little butt, like things where you, looking back now, you're like, I can't believe I did that. Some of us make those decisions, and it works out for us, right? Just like. That night, you got lucky, you didn't get whatever. I'm not saying that's what happened with Jalen Carter. What I am saying is sometimes when I think we talk about these young players, we forget the fact that a lot of us, when we were young, also made decisions that had it gone another way, could have potentially, you know, you hope it doesn't result in any, you know, any deaths. And I know this situation did and he all those things. But you hope that it doesn't, you know, kind of scar you for the rest of your life. I don't know Jalen Carter. I don't know the specifics of what happened. I don't know any of that stuff. But I would just say that, you know, if the Eagles do their homework and feel he is someone they can bring in the building, I think there is, you know, a point of, look, the guy made a a horrible mistake and it couldn't have worked out any worse. His friends passed away. That is extremely tragic. But he is a young guy and people learn and people make mistakes and they grow from them. So, I'm not going to pretend to have a strong take on the Jalen Carter off the field stuff. I don't know him. I trust the Eagles to make the right decision. I know the people in the Eagles building that'll make the decision. And I I frankly know they're good people. So if they if they feel Jalen Carter is worth bringing in the building, then I think he's worth bringing in the building. So Jalen Carter, you know, that's the whole Jalen Carter thing. I trade up for him. He's an excellent prospect. The off the field stuff, that's something they'll have to figure out. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The next player I really like from an interior defensive line perspective is Khalil Cansey out of Pittsburgh. And he's my number two defensive tackle prospect in the draft. A bit undersized, six foot one, 300 pounds. He's not like, you know, Marlon Tua Pelotu or, you know, kind of Hargrave in the way that he's not like a stout guy. 
he's like a skinny guy. He, you know, and if I was 300 pounds at 6'1", I would definitely be stout. But when you watch him, he's extremely quick. He is undersized, but he's extremely quick. And I think that because he has that electric first step with his size, it's really hard for offensive linemen to get their hands on him. So his speed allows him to A, move all over. He can do different spots. You could probably put him out in a wide nine if you really needed to. But he is electric off the snap. Just like Carter, he can collapse the pocket. What's also impressive is he comes to the NFL with a good set of pass rush moves. And the reason he does that is because he wasn't able to win with strength in college. He had to he had to win with different ways, swim moves, all those things. He had to figure out a way to get past the other guy without power. And I think that makes him more ready for the NFL. So his pass rush moves, in my opinion, make up for his size. Um, in the NFL, you know, Bigger, bigger players could be an issue for him, but ultimately, like I'll take a really quick guy over a slow guy that has to power his way through people. So I like the speed that Khalil Kansi has. 14 and a half sacks the last, uh, 14 and a half the last, four, excuse me, 14 and a half sacks the last two seasons in 23 games. Really good production. Uh, very good against the run. Lives in the backfield. 27 and a half tackles for a loss. So Khalil Kansi, the only concern with him is the size, right? And if you can get past that and you feel he can translate to the NFL, I think he could come in and be an instant pass rusher from the NFL. And for what it's worth, fits nicely next to Jordan Davis in the way that Jordan Davis is an absolutely humongous athlete and Khalil Kansi kind of, you know, you make up for that with his size. Next up is uh, Keandre Coburn out of Texas, six foot two, 343 pounds. Uh, a little more of like the Jordan Davis-y type um, massive player, eats up the middle of the field. He does have a really quick first step, though, and he does a really good job collapsing, collapsing the pocket. Again, you're going to hear a lot of common themes in these. You're never going to hear me say, what a great run stopper is he is. They have to get him. Like, I want defensive tackles that collapse the pocket, and Coburn does that. He And he does collapse, but kind of like I was talking about with Carter and his uh, sack totals, he kind of like collapses and then other people get the sack. So his sacks numbers, numbers aren't that good. But I think Coburn will come in and he'll make Reddick better. He'll make Sweat better. And I think he's just a better better pass rusher than Jordan Davis is. Now, I do think he could be, he could do some of the things Jordan Davis does because of his size. Like, he, he that's not why I want him, but I think he could do some of those things if he had to. One downside is does have short arms, is what it is. I have short arms. I'm not going to crush him for it. But at the end of the day, I think he's really good at getting pressure up the middle. So Coburn, for me, is someone I think they should have interest in. Um, all right, another player I really like. My, I swear, this year, these players' names are the most difficult to pronounce I, I have ever covered. And they're all awesome names. Like, I like them. But, man, I'm probably embarrassing myself with these uh, pronunciations. All right, Mozzie Smith, out of Michigan. Hope I got that right. Sorry to Mr. and Mrs. Smith if I didn't. Michigan, six foot three, 337 pounds. So again, like big body in the middle, 6'3", so he has good size. Quick for a player his size, but he also has elite strength. His first step is not as special as like Cancy's or Carter's. And that's why I think you'll see him go a little later in the draft. But he see, but to me, and when I watched him in the YouTube that I watched, but also when you read the scouting reports, they said that it's not that he doesn't really have a quick step. It's that it just seems like he's not ready for the snap. So maybe if he comes to the Eagles, they have an excellent defensive line coach. They have an excellent defensive line with a lot of veterans. Maybe they coach him up, and because of a coaching thing, 
that first step becomes even quicker. So I think that coaching for him will be absolutely huge. And I think he could be a value pick uh, because I do think if you can, if you can teach him that quicker first step, then that pass rush becomes better. I don't think he'll ever be a double digit sack guy. He won't be Cancy. He won't be Carter, but I think he can be quick enough, strong enough and coached up to collapse the pocket and impact the, uh, the passer really good against the run. Again, not saying that matters because frankly, I don't really care about stopping the run, but ultimately I think he can turn into a, uh, a great pass rusher. Also has some slight off the field concerns. He was charged with a felony gun possession in 2022 after a traffic stop. And, uh, you know, he pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor and his records cleared. The Eagles will have to do their homework on him. And I'll also say like, there are probably things we don't know about players that they find out when they do their homework. So Again, with Carter, just like with Carter, they'll have to talk to him, they'll have to see if there's interest. But as a player, I really like him. Um, the last one, I, I, the last defensive tackle I want to talk about, uh, Dewan Johnson out of Toledo, six foot two, 265 pounds. Look, he's a five-year senior. He's very undersized. But man, oh man, like this guy can rush the passer. He's extremely athletic, has a great first step. He's an effort guy, which in the first round, I don't really want to hear. But when we're talking later rounds, if I'm going to take a six foot two, 267 pound guy that can play the inside, the outside, 10 and a half sacks over the last two years, has great size and athleticism, um, limited pass rush moves, but 10 and a half sacks is 10 and a half sacks. And I think he's a great effort guy. So ultimately, you know, with maybe their fifth round pick, maybe a little later, I would like to see them take a chance on him. Uh, extremely productive, extremely athletic, and versatile. They can move him all around. So from a defensive tackle perspective, those are the guys I like in this year's draft. Um, again, pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. They need to get somebody that can get after the passer. I would trade up for Jalen Carter. I would feel comfortable taking Cancy at number 10. We already did the edge rusher draft, so like I talked about Nolan Smith there. But outside of that, there just aren't many great pass rushers in this year's draft, and those are the three outside of Cancy and Carter that intrigued me um, looking over the prospects. So thank you to everybody that listened. Really appreciate it. Yes, I miss James too, and I wish you he was here. But if you're still listening, you're obviously a real one. You're obviously an auto-downloader. Make sure you uh, you know leave that five-star review. I would very, very much appreciate it, and uh, it definitely helps the pod grow. So thank you for listening. I'll be back with another one of these. Me and James will be back with plenty more pods. So uh, until next time, as James says, he's Elliot, I'm James. Hey, it's Elliot Shore Parks for Window Nation. Have you noticed your energy costs have been rising? Nationwide, energy prices have increased over 14% since last year, but it's not too late to do something to fix your high energy bills. Beat the spring rush with the last month of our off-season pricing at Window Nation. Get two windows free with every two you buy with zero down payment, zero monthly payments, and pay zero interest for 24 months. New windows will pay for themselves with the energy savings on your energy bills, and you will pay nothing for two full years with zero, that's right, 0% financing, saving you hundreds of dollars. Go with the window company that has installed nearly 2 million windows by installers with over a decade of experience only using top-of-the-line installation materials. Call 866-90-NATION and get two windows free with every two you buy with no limit, plus make no down payment, no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. Call Window Nation today, 866-90-NATION or windownation.com and tell them Elliot Shore Park sent you.